Young, black, and widowed. And no, we're not talking about the usual classification of young widows. We're talking about millennials and Gen Z. That's right, 20-somethings and 30-somethings, like myself, who lost their spouse just as life seemed to be beginning. I'm your host, Azure Johnson Redman, executive director of the new nonprofit Young, Black, and Widowed Incorporated. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm speaking with Juanetta White, and she is a widow that lives in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Juanetta, tell me about your widowhood journey. Tell me about what you do now and everything in between. So um, thanks for, for having me. Appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Um, so I am a mom of a 12-year-old um, uh, young man. He wouldn't want me to call him a little boy. Um, and uh, as you said, I'm, I'm outside of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, my late husband's name is, is Alvin White. Uh, he is affectionately known as Big Al. Big guy, you know, big personality. He's, you know, he was almost 6'5". Wow. Um, and yeah, and Al was, he was absolutely my biggest cheerleader. Um, we were high school sweethearts. So we started dating when we were 16 years old. Um, and so, um, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, I told him I wanted to start a coaching practice and, you know, he would encourage me all the time. He'd say, Hey, you do this. Um, you've been doing it for companies, the, the companies that you work for, for years and years, you need to do it for yourself. And I, of course I tell him I'm scared to fail. I'm nervous. I'm all those things. And he was like, listen, F fear, do it anyway. Um, you know, I have this 20 plus year career as an HR leader. And so I decided to get certified as an executive coach in 2019. And last year I launched my coaching practice, JSW Coaching and Consulting. And I absolutely love the work that I do. I love the opportunity to partner with people who just want to be better in how they show up at work and how they perform and how they lead. And so I've coached people at all levels of the organization from the C-suite on down. Um, my sweet spot is, is working with early to mid-career professionals and leaders to really help them use their strengths and build the competencies that they need to thrive at work. Um, and so while I wouldn't necessarily call myself a life coach, I will say that the competencies that people build um, like, for example, effective communication, effective collaboration, those are things that impact you in your personal life as well. Um, and, uh, and so that's a little bit about the, the work that I do. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. That is actually really, really helpful. And I know you um, also help widows and widowers too, if they needed any coaching. Absolutely. So, um, that the wonderful thing about, you know, social media is that I've been able to, to connect with, with people that um, I ordinarily would not be able to meet. And so um, in some of the widow groups that I'm in, I've absolutely offered my services, especially for those people who find themselves in transition between jobs. Um, and, uh, and so I absolutely do career coaching, whether that's, you know, helping to prepare for interviews or you know, getting that resume ready, um, that LinkedIn profile ready. Um, I, I, I love doing that kind of work. 
well, I might need to call you just to get everything all <laughs> spruced up. So Absolutely. tell me, so tell me about your husband and how yeah. you and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so as I mentioned, my my late husband's name is Alvin. Um, big Al is is what everybody called him. He's just a big old teddy bear, big heart, big laugh, big smile, um, and he liked to make people laugh. Um, you know, in conversation, um, he usually you know always has some sort of snappy comeback. Um, you know, and he was just the kind of guy that he just wanted people to be okay. Um, one of the things I've learned, you know, um, that after it passed away, I mean, I always knew he would like check in on our elderly neighbors, but I had one neighbor who was actually a widow herself. She came and she was like, I really miss your hubby. He would stop by and check on me to see if I needed anything. I mean, cause that's just the kind of guy that he was. And, um, mm-hmm. he loved to he loved to cook. He was very good at it. Um, in fact, he cooked more than I did. Um, in fact, you know, in addition to his regular nine to five job as a freight driver, he, um, he actually operated a catering business and he specialized in like barbecue and smoked meats. And, um, you know, it's funny, <clears throat> he was known for his ribs and people keep asking me for his recipe. And of course, I'm not going to give that away. I'll keep that to myself, but Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But like I said, we were, we were high school sweethearts, um, started dating when we were 16. And, and, you know, from then on, we were just together and you know how kids are, you know, you break up and even when you break up, you're still together. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, we made plans, you know, with each other in mind and, you know, I left the state for grad school. He came with me cause he was like, listen, I, you're not leaving me here. I'm coming. <laughs> so, um, um, we got married in, uh, in October of 2000, <clears throat> we had our son Ashton in 2008. He's our only child. Um, and Al was absolutely thrilled to have a son. He would always talk about wanting to have a child as part of his legacy. Um, and so he's awesome father, absolutely awesome father. Um, Al loves classic cars. Um, and he and my son, uh, Ashton actually spent the past several years working on this 1968 Chevy Impala. That was his baby. And, um, and so now we actually, Ashton and I, on Sundays, we take the car out for a ride. Um, Al was known for always wearing some sort of hat. All, every time you see him, he was going to have on some sort of hat. And so what we do, we'll put on one of his hats and we will just go for a ride in the Impala. Um, you know, Ash, yeah, it's we we that's kind of our Sunday thing, and Ashton knows that that car will eventually be his, and he will tell everybody who will listen, look, this is going to be mine one day. Um, and so, um, you know, Al was a, he was such a good husband. Um, we celebrated 20 years of marriage in October of last year, 2020. Um, and of course, we were looking forward to many more anniversaries together. Um, he was the kind of guy who would bring me flowers all the time for no reason at all. And, uh, I think, you know, because we had been together for so long, I swear he could read my mind with, you know, <laughs> that, that might sound sweet, but you know, it, it can get annoying. Cause I, I, it's like, he knew me better than I knew myself. Um, he was our in-house comedian. Um, and, um, you know, 
I loved watching him be a dad to our son. He was always intentional about teaching Ashton about manhood. Um, and so, you know, I'm grateful for the, the years that I had him grateful for the years that Ashton had him as a dad. Of course, we wanted more time, but the, the time that we had, it was an absolute blessing. And so I try to just remember to be grateful. And sometimes we do have to remind ourselves to be grateful, but I try to remind myself to be grateful to have been loved the way that he loved me. Cause I recognize that some people never, ever experienced that kind of love. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, and then you asked, you know, how, how I became a widow. And, and so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll share that, um, at the end of November last year, um, Al, he had a very common surgery and, and it was a surgery that was meant to improve the quality of his life. Um, I mean, there were, you know, a few bumps like the first few days after recovery, but, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, came home um, from the hospital. He was doing well. Um, we went to the doctor to address those little bumps, those little issues, <clears throat> excuse me, but we were told that he was recovering well. In fact, the day before he passed away, um, he went to his primary care doctor. It was just kind of one of those, another check just to make sure that he was doing well. Um, and then that next morning was a Saturday morning. It was December 19th. Um, it was just, it was a regular lazy Saturday morning. You know, we slept late. We were moving slow. We were talking about um, 2021 vacation plans because we were like, we couldn't go on vacation and you know, in 2020, um, we're going to go somewhere, um, you know, in 2021. And, you know, he was, he was rooting for Barbados. He was like, we're going to go to Barbados. That's, that's where we're going to go on our next vacation. And so, and we were also talked about, we also talked about um, going to look at Christmas lights that oh, night, because yeah. that was kind of our thing, right? Going to look at Christmas lights, like the weekend before Christmas. And, um, and I remember he went into one of the rooms, we were kind of going through our, the stuff, like our clothes and stuff like that, because we we're getting things together for donations for Goodwill. And I, I passed by the room that he was in and I saw him, he was like watching his iPad, but he was like leaning over, he looked tired. And, um, and he said he didn't have much energy. And I was like, you probably need to eat something. So, you know, I go into, you know, caregiver mode and I go grab him a snack. And I literally stood there and I watched him eat it. He just took a few bites. But then he said he was going to go lay down for a nap. He laid down. And, um, and during the course of me kind of moving around, I went and checked on him and all that good stuff. Um, one of the times I went to check on him, I noticed that he was having difficulty breathing. And, um, and then it just kind of went from there. Um, you know, the paramedics came. They did what they could, and um, what they determined was that it was a pulmonary embolism, which is, mm. I learned, it was, you know, it's just a risk, unfortunately, that can happen after just about any surgery. Um, so that is, that's how I became widowed. Oh, I'm so sorry yeah. to hear that. And what, where are you now since it's just <clears throat> been, it's yeah. not really here yet. How have you been no. through this year? You know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I am, I'm a person of faith. And so of course, prayer, lots and lots of prayer. 
Um, you know, honestly, you know, if I'm just being really real, there has been some profanity-laced screaming sessions with Jesus because I was like, Lord, what are you doing? You know, um, and then therapy, 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 therapy um, for both my son and I, just to kind of help us process um, our grief and our trauma um, from losing Al. Um, cause I'm, it's important for me that we are both whole and we are both healthy. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I actually, I call that my, 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 I call my faith in God and therapy, my cross and couch combination. Cause you know, I need both of them. You know, you need, you need the cross, but you also need the therapist couch, um, in order to get through this, this, this season. Um, um, and my husband's friends, they have really stepped in to offer help with whatever I need done around the house, you know, like the stuff that Al would traditionally do. Um, and, uh, and then I have a great circle of friends and family that have just, that they've just been wonderful to, um, to offer support. So, um, but some other things that, um, that I would, and I, I really, I wanted to make sure that I shared this with you because <clears throat> it's something that really resonated with me. I saw it um, a couple weeks ago and I just, I don't recall who, um, who created this visual, but it really resonated. Um, so, so forgive me for not giving credit, but it basically like, it showed this circle that represents your life, right? Right. And, and, and let's say that this circle is 12 inches in circumference. And then inside of that circle of your life is your grief. And so let's say that your grief circle inside of the circle of your life, that grief circle is 11 inches in circumference. So 11 inch circle inside of a 12 inch circle, it takes up most of the space of your life. And when that happens, it's like, you can't, you can't eat, you can't um, sleep, you can't think. I mean, you can barely function because that grief is taking up so much of your life. And so, what I've chosen to do every day is to try to expand the circle of my life, meaning make my life bigger, like, you know, looking for opportunities to, to gain new perspectives, to have new experiences, to meet new people. Um, and so each time I have that new experience or I meet somebody new or I learn something new, the circle of my life, it gets bigger. And so what happens over time is that that grief that grief is still the same size, it's still 11 inches. But because the circle of my life is now getting bigger, it's not 12 inches anymore. Maybe now it's 14 inches. Maybe now it's 18 inches or 20 inches. That grief doesn't take up as much space compared to the bigger life that I've started to create for myself. That's and amazing. So, yeah, I loved that visual. And so, and, and listen, it is hard. It is absolutely hard because I wanted to do life with Al. You know, I wanted to grow old with him. Um, I try to remember though, you know, try to think about the, the, what Al would say if he was here. And I think he would say, you know, Netta, be sad a little while because listen, I'm worth being sad over because, you know, that was just his personality. Um, but I think he would say, don't stay sad. Life is short. Enjoy the rest of your life. And so, you know, there are some things I've, I've, I've been doing that you know, kind of, they're, they're new experiences for me. And so like, I planted this satsuma tree in the backyard about a month or so ago. Al loves satsuma trees. So I kind of planted that, you know, thinking of him, but it, it also, you know, I never worked in the yard before because it, it just wasn't my thing. 
you know, I dug the yeah. hole. I went to the, I went to the nursery. I bought the plant. Like I did the dirt, like the whole nine yards. So I was super proud of that. <laughs> um, something else I've done and uh, never done this before. I got two tattoos. What? First time ever. I, yes, never. And really, and they're small because the tattoos are really just for me. Um, one is on my ring finger. Um, and it's just our anniversary date, which is 10, 21, 2000. Um, and, and, and I did that because I decided that I was going to stop wearing my wedding ring. And so, right. but I didn't want to stop wearing my wedding ring until I had the tattoo there. And then the second tattoo is just, um, the, the letters A, J, and A. A is of course the first name of, uh, first letter of Al's name. Then the first letter of my name, one letter, which is J. And then A is Ashton's, the, uh, letter of his uh, his first name so just aja that's like on the inside of my wrist um and i was i was i was uh I'm, i love them and again they're just for me and every time i look at them they make me smile um uh, i'm using social media i've been actively using social media to connect with people and like for example just the opportunity to talk with you and to meet with you i mean this oh, is yeah. a new experience right this is a new experience um, oh yeah. And so this is a, this is a, like a kind of a living, breathing, real life example right now of how, you know, I'm creating a new experience. And so that means my life gets bigger. Um, and I mean, Clubhouse was a whole new thing for me too, because it just recently in the last year came out for our exactly. And, and it, it's wonderful. It, it really, it really, again, you're connecting with people and talking with people who may be going through a similar situation and you feel less alone um, as you, as you know, at least I have, as I've kind of gone through this season. Um, and then something else that I'm super proud of in the, the next week, actually, I, I booked this five day little staycation at this fancy hotel in New Orleans. And I'm just going to do whatever it is I feel like doing. Um, do it. My son, yes. My son's going out of town. Um, for a week to, he's actually going to be with uh, one of my husband's friends and his family. And, and so I am calling this my five days of self-care. Um, yes. And so I'm, yeah, I'm going to do things, little things every day, just to take care of me, figuring out just, you know, what do I want to do in this moment? Um, you know, I've booked a couple things like, you know, the usual massage, you got to get a massage, but I'm going to do, um, I signed up for a wine tasting at this black owned winery, um, in New Orleans. I'm going to do a tour or two and just whatever else just sounds enjoyable. I'm sure I'll catch up on some rest. Um, I have some line sisters that live in New Orleans, so I plan to connect with them, but it's just going to be all about what I want to do. And, um, and so I'm really excited about that. That's actually coming up this weekend, actually. Oh, well, that's amazing. It's wonderful to really get back out there, put yourself back out there. And like you said, have your life circle grow so that grief mm -hmm. doesn't take so much up of it. And I think that's definitely yeah. what I've seen happen with you over the last few months that you've been in our support groups. And it's just been so wonderful to hear from you and hear your stories and how things are going. And I'm, I'm so happy for you. I, you're doing so well and it's only been a few months, you know, right. but you're doing right. so, so well. And I would expect nothing less, but you always are looking for a new way, a new opportunity and really, really moving forward. And I think that's so beautiful. 
Thank you, Azurite. Absolutely. It, it's, I have to be, I, I figured out very soon that I had to be um, uh, intentional about this grief process. Because if you're not intentional, it will, it will swallow you and it will consume you. And that's just not what I wanted from my life. And it's not what I wanted from my son. So completely understood. Thank yeah. you so much for speaking with us today. It has been absolutely wonderful. Your testimony is absolutely wonderful. And I can't yeah. wait for to hear from you in our next uh, support group meeting, whenever that is. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Azra. I appreciate the opportunity to chat. Join our community. Through our nonprofit, it's free to call, text, email, or chat with a peer volunteer daily. Just visit our website, youngblackwidow.org. 